you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Compassion. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. You guys sure look good out there. I didn't really mean that. I just said it because I didn't know what else to say. So I just threw it out there. No, you look good. God's in the house today. Do you know that? I just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit so strong. I always want to be sensitive to to the Holy Spirit in the house. And I just feel like I need to say this to somebody here today. You belong here. You feel out of sorts. You don't feel like you belong. You don't feel like you should be here today. And I feel like you need to hear directly from God today. You're not here by accident. He got you in this house today to show you his love and his grace, his compassion and his goodness. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. That doesn't matter the mistakes you've made. What matters is there's a, a God that loves you despite all of that. So you're supposed to be here today. You need to hear that. Somebody needs to hear that. If, if nobody else, it's just that one person, that word's for you. Amen. We start a new sermon series today called Running Yellow Lights. Running Yellow Lights. You know, I have, um, as y'all see, I got a band-aid on my face. Um, I dug the right swing of Laurie. I just wasn't ready for the left, and she got me. Either way, it doesn't matter. Here's the sad part that you knew that. She actually started talking about it. You better be glad you're down there. I'll take you out. As you see on my face today, I'll, I'll hear a thousand times a day. So let me go ahead and knock it out real quick before we go. I didn't get hit. I didn't cut myself shaving. I wasn't picking a sore. I went to the dermatologist last week, found out that I did have skin cancer, but it's the good kind of skin cancer. If, if, if you can have a good kind, it, it is the good kind called basal cell. So they, right then, I wasn't ready for it, but right then and there, they literally just cut it off my face and put about five needles in my face and I thought of Pastor David I thought if this was Pastor David right now he would be dying he doesn't like needles in his arm to have five stuck in your face and the funny thing is it didn't really bother me that bad because my mind was so preoccupied with Pastor David because <laughs> as I was sticking in my face I'm going oh he'd die oh he'd die oh he'd be dying right now it literally, in a, in a brief moment, I saw my mind, David, going, oh. <laughs> uh, so before I knew it, they had put stuff all over my face and then got a, uh, what do you call it, a knife or whatever, and then they cut out my, my thing and all that. So, again, uh, it, it's good. It was, praise God, my, my wife, as soon as she said it was basal cell, my wife started crying, and I thought because they had said cancer, but my wife had been doing some research and had found out that the best kind to have was basal cell. Uh, so she cried because 
finally she had that relief. And I want to say that also to some of you today. Things are not what they seem. And things aren't near as bad as you have made them in your mind. If you will trust in God, believe in our Lord, he's going to take care of you. So somebody needs to hear that word today. The worst part of this for me is walking around with a big old Band-Aid on my face. And uh, in a few days, it'll be okay. Amen? All right. We're so glad to have you today. To all of our first-time guests, welcome. Welcome to Compassion. Three to six seconds. Three to six seconds. You're probably wondering what that is. Well, the National Transportation Bureau says that uh, every stoplight, when it goes to yellow, has to stay yellow from three to six seconds. From three to six seconds. The average human, when seeing the yellow light, it takes at least one second to 1.5 seconds to make a decision. For some of you, <laughs> y'all wish that's all it took. <laughs> now, as you get older, that does change. There's a place what they call the dilemma zone. And the dilemma zone is when you see the yellow light, you've got a couple of choices. One, you know what you do. And you go flying through the stop light. The second is, is to see the stop of the yellow light to react and to slow down and stop and not run the light. Now, just a couple of weeks ago, a good pastor friend of mine, one of the I think one of the best preachers out there, Pastor Bob Ely, got in a wreck and um, in the middle of an intersection because a guy ran the red light and he T-boned him and he totaled his car. Praise God, he's okay. He's okay. They say there's about 100,000 deaths a year because of running red lights. It's 50% of all accidents that happen in America are because of running red lights. So, Pastor, why are you sharing this with me today? Slow down, you fools. That's why I'm sharing it with you. Slow down. The yellow light is there for a reason. It's to caution you that a red light's about to take place. It's to caution you that the intersection you're coming to, there's about to be other traffic. It's cautioning you because it wants you to understand that you're about to come in a place that is dangerous if you don't stop, if you don't pause, if you don't make the right decision. And for us as believers, we struggle many times with that. In fact, I want you to read a passage. I got two passages today I'm gonna read with you. The first one is out of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 12. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. I want you to hear that real quick. You rebels, you mavericks, you people who say, well, you ain't going to tell me what to do. I do what I want to do. And that's why you keep getting in trouble in your life. And that's why your life keeps being screwed up. And that's why you keep losing friends. And that's why you keep hitting them in jail. 
And that's why you keep ending up somewhere you shouldn't be because you're not listening to the warning signs that God has put in front of you. The yellow lights that are saying, slow down, stop. There's danger ahead. Would you listen to me? Now go over and look at Judges chapter 14, verse 1 through 2. Samson went down to Timnah and saw there a young Philistine woman. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman of Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the word that we're about to receive. And God, I pray today that every heart and every mind would be open to receive, God, what you've got in store. And let not one, not one leave this house the same way that they came, but be blessed by your word and your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. I read these two passages today. In fact, in a few moments, I'll get into judges and get into the story. But what I want you to understand is, is you have the right to do whatever you want to do. It's up to you. You have the right to go out and, and get drunk, but maybe end up passed out or do something you shouldn't do or don't want to do. You have every right to go do drugs. Go ahead. It's illegal. Go do it. You have every right to go cheat on your spouse or have an inappropriate relation with someone else who's not your spouse, but guess what? You're probably going to lose your marriage. You have every right to do what you want to do. You can do what you want to do, but let me say this. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because that person irritates the heck out of you at work doesn't mean that you always got to say something. My wife says it to me. We'll be driving down the road. Someone does something stupid. And she'll say to me as we drive by, she goes, don't look at them. Don't look at them. Now, I, I never fuss, I never threaten, I never, I don't do anything like that. But for some reason, it makes me feel better. Like today, we're on the way here. We had to drive from Oklahoma City. We're on our way here. There's a, a person in front of me that, here, can, I, can I just say something to you guys? There is a slow and a fast lane. If you're doing the speed limit, get out of the fast lane. You don't belong there. It's not where you're supposed to be. If I'm behind you and I could almost ride you, if I could almost put my front tires on the back of your car, I'm asking you to move politely. So I passed by today and I, I, I couldn't help myself. I'm like. It doesn't really do anything. But it makes me feel better. And I got to stop doing it because what's going to happen is I'm going to hit somebody. In fact, yesterday I'm driving. I just got to tell this story. I about got in a wreck yesterday. And guess who it was with? My wife. She was in front of me. It was her fault. She was in front of me, and I looked down at my phone for something. When I did, I looked up, and she had stopped in the middle of the road to turn around. And guys, praise God for the brakes that I got on that car. And my, like, cheetah-like reflexes. 
and I had to swerve over and miss her. That had nothing to do with the rest of this sermon, but I just felt like I needed to tell you that. So what happens here in this story, we've got Samson, this powerful man that there are things, he can do anything he wants to, but he's been told as a Nazarite not to do. And as we look at this story, he's found a woman, a Philistine woman, and he, he wants her. Truth, truth be told, uh, probably Samson could have got anybody he wanted to have gotten, but he found this woman, and it was uh, alluring to him, and he wanted her. And we find in this passage that he comes back to his mother and his father, and he says to them, I have found me a Philistine woman, I want her. I want to marry her. Bring her to me. In a few moments, we'll begin to read the story where they're like, well, Samson, listen. You shouldn't be with a Philistine woman. You've been told that. You shouldn't marry someone else. You, 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 you can't do that. They're, in essence, they're our enemies. We don't like them. We don't want to hang around with them. Just You, you, you can't. Let's maybe find you someone else, Okay. Maybe she's pretty, I get it. I understand. Maybe she dresses nice. Uh, you know, I get it. But can we find somebody else? He says no. And he wants this Philistine woman. From this story today, I want to lay out what I say are four warning signs, four warning signs that there's a yellow light in your life and you need to change the way you're going. Number one, write this down. Hard to hear, I'm sorry, having thoughts of crossing the lines. Let me say this again. Having thoughts of crossing the lines. Samson went down to, to Nia and saw there a young Philistine woman. The first thing is, you know, what does the Bible tell us? To take all our thoughts into the obedience of what? Christ Jesus. Amen? That we have to learn within our lives that where sin begins is in our minds. The Bible says if you've thought it, you've done it. Turn to neighbor and say, stop thinking that. Why does the Bible tell us we thought it, we've done it? Because the Bible is telling us if you keep thinking about it, what is in your mind will eventually come into your life. The first warning sign that you're in danger, that you've got to be careful, that you've got to look at your life is I'm thinking about it. I'm preoccupied with it. That I, I keep thinking, well, it's not wrong to, to think about it. It's not wrong to have those lustful thoughts. It's, it's not wrong to, to want to beat up that person at work. It, it, it's not wrong. Listen, I'm just thinking about taking the money. I'm not actually going to take it. See, the first warning sign, if we would ever learn as men and women of God to say, I know where my sin begins. I, I know where it starts. It starts in my mind. If I can ever just take those thoughts. In fact, what you need to do in your mind is, is this, you need to have the word of God so that for every thought that enters, the reason why I said take all your thoughts into the obedience of Christ Jesus, what it means is take your thought, put it up against the word of God, and see how it measures up. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Robin made me mad. 
I don't like how she looked at me. I'm going to let her have it. I'm going to tell her right now how much of a loser she is. I'm going to tell her right now, I'm just going to take her out. Now, what should I do? Those thoughts, that, and listen, let me say this, thoughts will pop in your mind. It's not that those thoughts are sins. We have what we call subconscious. We have what we call flaming arrows the Bible talks about. When the thought first enters your mind, listen, it's not that you sinned. You're just, it's human nature. It's when you ponder the thought. It's, it's when, when a, a, as a man, a, I, w- I was one day at, at uh, Walmart and Laurie's walking in Walmart. I'm sitting in the car and as Laurie's walking in, a, a man literally walks by my wife and does this. I lean out the window and say, she look good, don't she? No, I didn't say that. But I thought it. Take all those thoughts. And I thought to myself, do you not know that everybody's watching you? I would be embarrassed. What I pray, what I hope, this is what I wish God would do, that God would do the little, what is it, the, the word bubbles above your head that you see in a cartoon? That's what I wish would start happening to you guys. I wish you would just walk in church and all of a sudden Terrence just has a little bubble pop above his head. And the bubble says, I can't believe Pastor John likes the Washington Redskins. Uh, loser. Commanders, I'm sorry. They changed their name. Please forgive me. But see, first, the first warning sign, if you can ever catch it here, it will be the best day of your life. When the thoughts come, it's not that they're sin right then. They're just, they're just coming into your mind. But when it does, take that thought, line it up against the word of God and say, wait a minute, Robin made me mad. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let her have it. I'm going to yell. I'm going to The Bible says be angry and sin not. Ooh, well, I was going to hold a grudge with her, and I'm not going to tell her how I felt about her. I was just going to stay mad. Wait a minute, the Bible says don't let the sun go down with anger and heart towards your brother or sister. Wow. Ooh. See, because every thought you have, if you will take it and line it with the word of God, I promise you the word of God will say yay or nay. The, 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 the word of God will say yes this is good thought. No, this is bad thought. It's called the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. Now, let, let me say this. If you keep thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, the Bible says God will eventually turn you over to reprobate mind. In other words, what that means is you'll start believing what you're thinking is okay. So the first thing we need to understand is, is having thoughts of crossing the lines or sin. Listen, it's going to pop in, but you got to take it captive. you got to say, I see this warning sign. Maybe, maybe it's like uh, years ago I had a guy come to me, a, a pastor, and he taught me about, uh, he called me and said, listen, I need to talk to you. I need you to help me. And I said, what's going on? He said, I'm having thoughts about a, a lady in the church, and, and man, I just need you to pray for me. Actually, he said this. He said, well, there's a lady in the church. And I thought, oh, my God. He's messed up. His ministry's over. What's he going to do now? And I said, what's going on? I said, what? And that's what I said. I said, what have you done? He said, oh, no. He said, I've just been having thoughts. He said, but I didn't want these thoughts to go anywhere else. He said, my marriage hasn't been good and things haven't been great and, and things just, you know, and, and the intimacy's not there and I, no excuse, but I'm just being, I'm struggling with this. And I said, right then, I said, then let's just pray right now. I said, but praise God that you saw the yellow light 
and didn't let it go any further and you had a conversation with someone, listen, we've got to learn that the greatest place we can stop us from crashing in the middle of the intersection is when we take all of our call, our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Number two, here's another warning sign. Hard to hear sound advice. Hard to hear sound advice. Can I tell you one of the greatest things you do is, in fact, listen to what he says here. His father and mother replied, isn't there an acceptable woman? I love how they're being, how would you say this, polite? Because if it had been my child, I'm like, uh, no. But listen to what he said. Father replied, isn't there any acceptable woman among your relatives or among all our people? Must you go to the uncircumcised Philistines and get a wife? But listen to Samson. But Samson said to his father, get her for me. She's the right one for me. Here's the second thing. Here's the warning sign in your life. When you stop listening to those that you used to listen to that were mentors, that were coaches, that were pastors, that were spiritual leaders, when you stop listening to their advice, there's a problem. I'm not telling you nothing anymore. Every time I do, you make me feel guilty because you're wrong. Every time I, listen, it's funny. When I was, a, when I was growing up, I had a young man that was a little bit younger than me, but he'd always call me or come talk to me when he was feeling bad about something. And he'd start talking. He goes, now, am I right? And I said, if you really thought you were right, you wouldn't be asking me the question. You know you're wrong. What you want is for me to justify your wrongness, but I won't because you're not right. And because I love you, I want you to be right, not wrong. So I'm going to tell you the truth. At the moment that you stop listening to the advice of others that have been spiritually speaking into your life, the Bible says this, seek the counsel of the wise. Now, did you hear that? Seek the counsel of the who? Not the glorified stupid. Amen? Not that person that thinks just like you. Let you know you all do it. When someone's made you mad, you don't go call the person that you know will challenge your bad thoughts. You go call the person that will think just like you. Am I right or am I right, Mona? You're right. And God is on the line too and you didn't know it and God's going, no, you're both wrong. See, a warning sign is when you stop asking advice. Why? Because you know what the answer is going to be. Even if it takes everything you've got, even if it makes you feel bad, even if you don't like what you're doing, you have to learn in your life as a man or woman of God to say, I will always seek the advice of someone that is more spiritual than me. Some of those more about me. I never forget years ago, uh, uh, Pastor Ron Jr., he pastors in, in California and South Carolina. He said, I learned years ago when I was running 400 people, I wouldn't sit at the table with guys that were running 800 because they knew something I didn't know. The problem was most of the pastors that I knew were sitting at the table with pastors less than them because they wanted to feel better about what they weren't or were not doing. As believers, we've got to understand and realize we've got to listen to sound advice. Here's number three. Hanging out in places of temptation. 
I'm not going to drink. I'm an alcoholic. I'm not going to drink anymore. Then why are you sitting at the bar? Let me just be honest. Don't even go to Chili's and sit in the bar. Don't even go to, 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 to Roadhouse and sit in the bar. If you know you're struggling, in fact, let me read this passage. Samson went down to Naiah together with his father and mother as they approached the vineyards. Samson should have never been in a vineyard. As a Nazarite, he was not allowed to drink or have anything to do with drinking. He knew this. He knew he shouldn't be there, but guess where he's at? I, 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 don't, I don't understand how it happened. I, 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 I don't understand how I had an affair. I don't understand it. Because you're in a motel room with a woman you shouldn't have been. I don't understand why I keep getting wrecks. I don't understand it. You keep drinking and driving. There, there are sometimes it's just common sense. It sometimes means you may even have to go to the extreme. If I'm an alcoholic and on my way home there's a liquor store, then I find another way home. It may take longer. It may take more gas, but it's worth it that I don't put myself in that temptation and have to worry about it. I know I'm being tough on you guys today. But if we would learn to see the warning signs, if you keep finding yourself, listen, sometimes, sometimes it's people you hang out with. Well, I'm not going to abandon my friends. Well, they've abandoned you because they keep doing things around you that may cause you to relapse or may cause you to fall or may cause you to sin or may cause they're not your friends but why you feel such a loyalty to them when they're willing to put you in a bad spot I don't understand why listen many times if you just wouldn't put yourself in a situation, you'll, you'll, you'll find out Sutton, David, Misty, anybody that's on staff here will tell you, I'm never alone with a woman by myself. Now, I'm not afraid that I'm so doggone good looking you can't control yourself. Well, that's not the only reason. And I'm sure not afraid that, that I would do anything because I am just, do two things. I'm in love with my wife. Second is, I'm scared of her. She's freakishly strong. I'm just telling you. So, Miss, I think Miss has come up here before, and I'm like, well, you got, you got to stay outside, or you got to let me run outside. Or uh, I, I've been, I was at church the other day, and a lady walked in, and I said, hey, hey, hold on. I said, I'm go out. She goes, why? I said, well, I'm just not going to stay by myself. And she said, oh, okay. See, I'm smart enough not to hang my, my, my life into the middle of a temptation or a situation because I want my future to bring glory to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I just felt the Holy Spirit right then. Somebody, out when I've been talking about, you're feeling guilty right now. You've been hanging out at the, at the was the, the water... What's it called? Huh? Not the watering hole. The water fountain. Because you keep going there to see Miss So-and-so. You just want to have a conversation with her. No, you don't. Stay away from the water fountain at work. Amen. That is actually a direct word to somebody right there. 
If you listen, try not to start sweating right now. Everybody look around. Who is it? Number four. Number four, and I'll close. Here's another warning sign holding back all the truth. The last one. Holding back all the truth. Now, you see what I said there? I didn't say you're lying. But you didn't tell all the truth. Well, where are you being? Oh, well, uh, I've been at Fred's house. Oh, good. How's Fred doing? He's doing great. I omitted that. I was at Fred's house playing poker, and I just lost all of our rent money this week. Well, where where are you being? Oh, I just, I, I just been still at work. I had to work overtime. But you're still at work because someone was there. I don't know why I'm on that today. Somebody needs to hear this. Here's my prayer and here's my hope that you haven't crossed the line. That you haven't gone too far to pull back. Can I tell you one of the greatest things that will ever help you to overcome sin in your life? Tell the whole truth. Because see, whatever piece you leave out, and and let me say this, men, we're great at doing that. We could compartmentalize our lives. I can do this, but I'm okay, and the rest of my life is good. Women can't seem to do that as well. Women, y'all sin, y'all feel bad about it all. Y'all don't have the gift. Here's the thing. It'll happen slowly. You'll slowly begin to admit truths. You'll hold back just a a little bit of information. Oh, it doesn't matter. I didn't lie. Yeah, you did. You lied to yourself. You lied to yourself because if you'd have told them the truth, it may would have kept you from running the red light. If you'd given all the information, then, then maybe, just maybe, they'd have kept you in check and, and not let you go on through the red light. They see, maybe if you'd have just given every bit of ounce of information, it may have been that very thing that for once in your life kept you from going down that road. Tell the whole truth. It says this, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him so that he tore the line apart with his bare hands as he might have torn a young goat. But listen to this. Now, he's with his parents, but somehow another Samson had gotten away from his parents. Somewhere in the vineyard, he had gotten away from them, and he finds himself by himself. When he does, there's a lion who tries to attack him. But listen to this. But he told neither his father nor his mother what he had done. Why? Probably because he's been doing something he shouldn't have been doing. He probably said, well, I've just been out for a walk. Yeah, but you killed a lion in the process. Well, I didn't lie to you. But what you omitted kept me from knowing all the truth. And what you omitted kept me from helping you to walk in truth. But let me say this, and I'll close. God knows all the truth. There, there's a passage in the Bible, and I think sometimes we take it out of context. Everything will be brought to light. 
But let me say this. I believe there are some of you that you'll go to heaven and it's never brought to light on this in this world. It'll be brought to light when you meet God. I didn't want to beat you up today. Here's what I'm hoping. That for some of you sitting here, when I read, when I read out these four, you're going through them right now. I've been holding back truth. I, I, I've been having thoughts. I've been hanging out places I shouldn't. I, not that I, I haven't done anything that I shouldn't have done, but I've been hanging out places I shouldn't have been. I want to stop you before you get in the middle of the intersection. You've ignored the yellow light and now you're in the middle of a crash that will turn your life upside down. This isn't about the don'ts of life. I'm a grace preacher. I believe in God's grace. Can I even say this? I'm not even talking about a heaven or hell issue right now. Some of you may just be going to heaven. But you're missing out on the blessings of having a good marriage, a good life, working a great job, having joy and peace because you continue to ignore the yellow lights. And if you would begin to recognize them, it'll change your life. Well, Pastor, I, I, I feel like you convicted me today. I feel bad. I didn't want to feel bad. It's better you feel bad today Amen. I want you to stand with me. Can I help you today? Get you a spiritual dad, a spiritual mom that you're willing to tell everything to. You'll never omit anything. Someone you can trust in. Someone you know is not going to go and tell all the story. Because, see, you need someone that you can go seek spiritual advice from. Because I want you to hear the yellow lights today. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. I want to ask you to be honest today. If you have been struggling with some of these yellow lights, some of these warning signs. You see them. I've been having thoughts. I've been ignoring good advice. I've been hanging out in places I shouldn't be at, and truth be told, I've been, well, omitting some truth. I have been telling all the story. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand. Yes, yes, yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised right now. I pray today, Lord, they will see what this really is, it's warning signs. That God doesn't want them to go down the wrong path, the wrong road, that God wants them to be blessed and find joy and peace. And Lord, I pray today, because they have recognized these warning signs in their life, I pray today in Jesus' name that, Lord, they would change their thoughts. Go back to seeking advice from those godly friends. The Lord, they will leave those places of temptation and not go back. The Lord, I pray today in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. 
the Lord there start telling the whole truth, not part. With every head bowed, every eye closed, one last question, I'll let you go. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I don't know whether I'm going to heaven or hell, but I don't want to leave this service without knowing Jesus Christ. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he is a son of the living God, died on a cross, you rose on the third day. And with your mouth, confess him, Lord, of your life, and you shall be saved. If that is you today, you'd like to give your heart and life to Christ. I just want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Amen. I've had two raise their hand, give God praise. I want all of you, not just the two that raise their hand, but I want all of you to say this prayer with me. Say it loud, say it proud, as two new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Say, Dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.